This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, we have a couple of people to talk to. You may know them from so many different places, from TV, from movies. They are authors, from music, all of it. We are so excited to have with us Carlos and Alexa Penavega. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hi. Hello. Happy to be here. Okay, so I was fanning out as we were talking before we got started about your Hallmark movie. Um, so cute. I thought it was ingenious. It was different. Some people are like, ah, oh, these movies are all formulaic. It was really cute. Had some good twists and turns in it. Um, you guys have worked together a lot. Some people say I couldn't do that with my spouse, but you guys seem to love it. Why does it work for you? Uh, I mean, you know what? Thankfully, it, it's continuing to work. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we... we when we got married, what, almost uh, 10 years ago, so nine, nine years ago, we're on... We're, on year 10, we decided that we wanted to kind of just, you know, always be together, you know, like, you know, Lex is my best friend. And, and uh, you know, f- you know, for me, working on a set, it can be lonely, uh, you know, traveling can be lonely. Mm-hmm. And when we decided to just like attack this, uh, this idea of, of working together, first of all, everyone thought we were crazy. Our agents and our managers <laughs> at the time, everybody was like, this is nuts. You need to be Carlos Pena and Alexa Vega. Uh, and we, we started it by combining our last names to Pena Vega and creating this new generation of, of people, I guess you could say. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like, listen, everyone's got crazy families. We love our family. But we were like, why don't we just start fresh? We just like start everything fresh. So we became the Pena Vegas. And uh, since then, we've been so blessed to work on, I mean, a couple handful of projects together. Well, also for us, we met at Bible study. So our entire relationship really was founded in faith and finding our faith in God together. And as we were growing in that, we realized how much our industry was not set up for families, not set Mm. up for marriage at all. And we're like, okay, well, where did people go wrong? And when you leave to go film a movie or a TV show anywhere between three to nine months at a time, how on earth are you able to keep a relationship alive and going? So we really set out from that moment on, we're like, how do we work together? as much as possible because we really think that that's going to be the difference between why we'll have a successful marriage and a successful family versus seeing kind of you know what other people in the entertainment business uh were doing and and we just we just decided to try our own way Mm -hmm. and you guys have been very successful separately and together but do you feel like in the hollywood world and i know you guys spend a lot of time outside of that with your three young kids do they view you as kind of weirdos that you want to work together as a couple and that the family is your big thing um what's it like for you guys yeah i mean you know in the beginning yeah like in the beginning yes i think i think now it's kind of it's almost trendy it's now. Like, well, no, but like I almost feel like people see us as like a package deal. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if Alex is doing a project, I'm somehow involved, whether I'm, you know, producing it or doing the music for it. Like I'm somehow involved. So I really think people just expect it now. You know, it's uh, we we really did become Lex and Los versus like Alexa and Carlos. Like it's kind of just we're, we're one now. We're, we're a unit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with three kids, how do you manage all of that? 
And we don't um, know. Hold on. We don't really know. <laughs> Actually, here's what's happening behind the scenes right now. We're doing this <laughs> podcast. We don't have any help. So our kids are in the other room watching, I guess, Bluey. Is that the show? Bluey, Bluey or yeah, something. They, they, and they, they have snacks and they're hanging out. And every now and then we run away real fast to make sure they're good. And we sneak back in. <laughs> We're very hands-on. Very multitasking. Hands-on yeah, multitasking. Absolutely. And you have to. That's the only way. And you guys spend a lot of time outside of that whole Hollywood scene. How is that sort of part of the strategy for you guys? It's the best. It's, it's amazing. Best. I mean, the industry, Hollywood in general, just not my cup of tea. I love acting. I love producing. I love directing. I love writing. I love it. Like, I love the art behind it. But the, um, how would you call it? The, uh, I'm doing air <laughs> the quotes. The social but, scene? I don't but like know. But <laughs> the Hollywoodness of it, I could really care less for honestly mm-hmm. so for you yeah, guys it it's, feels like, yeah it seems Go like ahead. it's sort of more life-giving to your relationship and to the goals that you have to kind of be carved out as something different in the world but not 100 percent. 100 percent. i mean ultimately look who we are is it, it is very different we don't really operate i think the way most people in in our industry do but aside from that we knew how we wanted to raise our kids and when we were living in los angeles and we had just had ocean we knew that that wasn't the place that we wanted to bring him up and i grew up on a ranch in florida carlos grew up uh, a little bit in the midwest and before his family moved to florida so he's always been kind of an outdoorsy guy and we just knew this wasn't the spot for our family. So we, we picked, we, we picked up our brood. We moved to Maui. We ended up really just having, sorry, one of the kiddos is crying in the other room. Um, <laughs> Carlos is on it, but he's on it. So we picked Reality. up our brood. We moved, we moved to Maui. And then, um, now we split our time between living here on an Island in Maui and living on this awesome catamaran that we redid in Florida. And it's been the coolest experience. I mean, I remember, remember so much of my childhood on the ranch in Florida just being like the best time that I had Mm -hmm. growing up and now giving our kids kind of just this very unique experience of sailing around the world we'd love to circumnavigate the globe that's one of our our goals so we've been prepping them and teaching them how to sail and just having the best time on the boat along with living here on the island and planting all our own trees and living off our land it's just been really really exciting and I think kind of unique stuff that they're going to grow up and go, whoa, our childhood was really awesome. It sounds like it. Now, listen, I have to ask you because I am Florida born and raised. So when you say a ranch in Florida, I know a lot of people don't who don't know Florida are like, <laughs> they don't what? think of ranches. They in think Florida. it's all no. like beaches, Disney World, citrus, yeah. maybe. Um, I know. So tell us about where you grew up. So I lived in Ocala, Florida when I was oh, younger yeah. and mm-hmm. we lived on a horse ranch with Pasofino. So they're not huge horses, they're smaller mm-hmm. horses. They're but, beautiful. Um, they're beautiful and it was it was so incredible and um, and I've always felt very connected to Florida. I still have a lot mm-hmm. of family in Florida. So when we made the decision to bring our family back to Florida and kind of create some roots there, it kind of, it just felt right. And for a long time, I don't know why we were avoiding Florida for so long. I think maybe because we had a lot of family there, we were trying to start. <laughs> you fresh. want your own thing, your um, own space. Ex- exactly, exactly. But now that we're, I don't know, we're just in a new season 
of our lives and Florida's absolutely amazing and we just we home, really home love of it. The free. It is. It is. We love it so much. I agree. I love my roots in Florida and, and tons of family there too and it's always a great place to visit. So I'm a little jealous that you guys have so much time there but I might show up at your catamaran. My husband, my dog, Listen, we just we'll might come for a you. visit. If you want to come <laughs> if you have sailing, room for a couple it's more. pretty amazing. <laughs> okay, so now great. let me ask you because along with everything else you guys do, you have had a couple of books out. One of them is What If Love Is the Point? Living for Jesus in a Self-Consumed World. So, a lot of us as believers find that hard to do. There are a lot of distractions in this world and a lot of um, other things for us to chase. And we all do it in some different way or at some different point if we're not really focused. But I got to think when I read this art, the title, I was like, oh my goodness, in the entertainment world, how tricky is that? <laughs> um, you know what? It's funny. I think maybe early on we would have said it was tricky, but this is what I always tell people. When you surround yourself with the right community, when you are literally immersed, I guess, in in your faith, it really isn't tricky because it is a part of who you are. So you're able to you're able to just live it because that's mm-hmm. that's just how do I it's just second nature to you, right? But I remember mm-hmm. early on it was a battle because I was still growing in my faith. I was still learning kind of what God meant to me in my life. That relationship was still brand new. And I remember I used to fear, not even saying, like G- saying Jesus was like way off limits, but even talking <laughs> you weren't even thinking God, about that. <laughs> you know, like we don't even talk about Jesus, right? Um, but then God was such a scary subject to me because I didn't want to be offensive. I didn't want to um, come across as like a holy roller, all this stuff. But then the more and more I dove in the, and the more and more my relationship grew, I just wasn't scared of it anymore because this was my identity. And if I were to deny my identity in God, that would just be denying like my whole self, him, everything. So we really, when we dove in, we dove in hard. And thank God we had those seasons together because Mm -hmm. um, there were times where I know both of us really needed each other to kind of lift the other one up Mm -hmm. on this like discovering faith journey. Yeah, and you guys have both been open about the fact that you had some struggles in the past, some real difficult seasons, and then you ended up in this Bible study together. So how did you both go through whatever it was that guided you to that place and end up there? Wow, that's, you a, go first? that's a loaded question. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, start it, baby. So um, for us, we had our ups and downs. Carlos's journey to getting to that Bible study is very different than mine. Like I did grow up having some sort of relationship with God. It was kind of your typical, your parents would take you to church like five Sundays a year and you would check that box, but it wasn't this consistent thing. However, when I was really young, my mom was like just head over heels for Jesus and instilled that in me when I was like, I think four or five and and that just stuck with me. So even though as we got older and we didn't really go to church and it just became this kind of checking of the box thing, I always craved more. And I was actually married before Carlos and I went through a divorce um, and I just started kind of really trying to reevaluate my life and where I was at. And I still had this craving to know God deeper and I didn't know what that meant, but I knew it was more than Sunday morning. Um, And my friend Andrew, ran a Bible study out of his house for years and he had been inviting me for years, but I always thought it was kind of weird. And finally I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to Bible study. And that was the night my life changed. Mm. What about you, Ben Carlos? Well, me, you know what? I was on a, 
oh, no, I wouldn't say a path of destruction, but Ooh. I was on a on a very uh, for me a very dark path. Um, I was on tour with my band. I had just broken up with a girlfriend, and I was just kind of on this um, on on this on this path of of trying new things. And um, I ended up, you know you know, getting into, you know, like smoking marijuana and like drinking a lot and not like anything too crazy. You know, um, I always say that, you know, that was my rock bottom. And most people are like, that sounds like a Saturday night for me. I'm like, well, listen, that was, that was my, you know, like my, my, my journey. And I had, I, I'd come back from tour and our mutual best friend now, um, at, at the time he, he was just my, uh, my, uh, realtor. He'd, he'd always been really happy. And like, I called him one day and I said, Hey, why are you so happy? And he's like, Oh, well, that's a great question. I, he, he said, I've got Jesus in my life. And before he could finish that sentence, I hung up and I was like, I'm not about to do this. Like, no way. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going down that path. So, so I, I, I end up like two days later calling him back and said, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have an open mind just to tell me like, what, like why? And he goes, how about you come to church with me? Uh, so I said, okay, fine. So that that was like a Friday or Saturday. He picked me up on Sunday, went to church, and it was this little black church in Inglewood, and it was awesome. It was just like the music was so good. Everybody was so welcoming. Um, and and the bishop goes up and starts preaching this sermon. And he's like, let me tell you a story about when I was 23. And I'm like, oh, how convenient. I am 23. He's like, <laughs> I was smoking doobies. I was like, oh, that's what I'm doing right now. He's like, I was drinking every day. I was like... I mean, it's kind of what I'm doing too. He's like, I was sleeping around. I was like, dude, is, is this guy talking to me right now? <laughs> and and then he he ended up preaching this whole sermon about how he he knew that there was more to life and he wanted more and he wanted to be happy in this and literally preached a message directly into my soul. Like God was using him as a vessel just straight into me. And he finished and that church service finished and I was just, I was so overjoyed with like the love of God. Like I was, I was, it, like I could just feel it and I wanted more. So, uh, that, that afternoon I went to, uh, to, to a lunch with Andrew and I said, listen, thank you for bringing me to church and to lunch, but I got to go and just go for a walk. So I went for a walk for about two hours and I called every single person I'd ever wronged people who didn't even know that I existed still. Like I called them and I'm like, I'm sorry for doing this. Sorry for doing this. And I, I just felt like I needed to clean my slate. And after that, um, Andrew, you know, he's, he's just kind of in awe of, of everything. And he, and he, and he invited me to a Bible study that, that, um, was it Thursday, Thursday that, yeah. that, that Thursday. And I'm just like, I will be there. And, you know, that's where I met Alexa. So literally, you know, in, in less than a week, God completely changed my life. I mean, it's just incredible. I know. I tell people like church is not a bad place to meet someone. Right, <laughs> so exactly. it really isn't. You think like well, you're and, you're at least kind of looking for the same things, hopefully on the same path, right. and well, and trying and to do we, better with your lives. That's how we, you know, continued our our relationship. Like she would she would you know meet me at church. You know, she'd come pick me up, and we and we would go to church on Sunday, and then and and then go to brunch. And it wasn't like this thing where we're you know going out and you know having these late night dinners. It was like, hey, do you want to meet? You know, like I'll pick you up at seven, and and <laughs> we're gonna go and, to Bible study. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, AM, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 
How long before you guys felt like, okay, this is someone that I can build my life with. I think there's something special here. I knew right away. I knew right away. We, we, we had like a week later had, uh, she invited me to like hang out and we, and we went to Menchie's and we sat there for like almost two hours and there's no way that you can sit at Menchie's for two hours and eat your froyo <laughs> cause it, it'll be gone. But we sat there and just talked and talked and talked. And I remember not wanting the date to be over. Well, I thought it was a date. She was we just, we were just hanging she out. Was, hanging out. <laughs> was it? It was just friends just chatting. Right, right, right. Froyo. Well, I didn't want it to be over. So I said, hey, um, I know this great trampoline park. Should we go ahead there and jump around? And she just kind of looked at me and she's like, uh, okay, sure. So we caravanned and she was driving in front of me and I was behind her. And I remember like specifically being on, on the 405 and I just looked at her car and I was like, I'm gonna marry this girl, 100%. Aww. I knew it, I knew it. And you know what, I have, I don't regret anything so but I, I do i do i do have one regret there was a moment <laughs> carlos there, no 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 there was a moment that uh probably like a month a month later or whatever i was sitting i was sitting in my bathroom um and i was like man i should write down my vows right now of everything that alexa means to me and then on our wedding day if we ever get married i'll pull them out and be like let me show you a little something and you know i thought about it and i never did it but that would have been amazing. It been One bad. month in. All right, Alexa, what were you thinking? Were you like, I like this guy. Not were you that. thinking this is my husband? <laughs> no. No, I I loved hanging out with him. I absolutely, I thought he was fantastic. Um, but I was coming off of a divorce. Also really wanting to deep dive in with God. And we were still really young in our faith. Both of us mm -hmm. were growing a lot. And I didn't want to mess that up. I didn't want anything to get in the way of me growing with God, but I also didn't want to mess up the beautiful friendship that we had, even though it was so obvious that it was more than that. Um, I just, I wanted to do it right. I didn't do my last relationship right. And I really wanted to make sure that this one was right. So I friend, we friend zoned for a minute, but then the second that that was over, I mean, we were engaged and then married <laughs> so <laughs> it all happened right after that very very quickly but but again i think it goes down to like when you really are rooted in in god like to me it really comes down to our faith when you are rooted in god and you are both aiming for the kingdom everything else aligns like all the chaos of life it doesn't matter because you're both headed in the same direction you're in the mm -hmm. same race in other relationships you know my my exes weren't really like god wasn't a thing for them it meant so, he meant something to me but it just wasn't really a big deal for them and when thing when life would get chaotic we were in different races so our mm -hmm. relationship would get chaotic too and that's really the difference between like the relationships i had in my past versus my relationship with my amazing husband is like we are mm -hmm. both in the same race we are for each other but most of all like we are for the kingdom and and that navigates absolutely everything that we do yeah and i think listen no matter how crazy we are about each other marriage at some point is a challenge um, oh we have had our fair share of ups you know <laughs> don't yeah. get me wrong <laughs> so i'm like you're married five minutes you probably need to have a counselor on speed dial i mean like oh it's yeah. just it's just a reality thing but to me having faith and knowing that you took your vows um before god and asked him to bless and help like when i'm a jerk or when he's less than perfect prince charming rarely yeah. but um just having that to lean on and to guide and pull you through 
Especially when oh, you don't gosh. feel like it and you're cranky yes. and you're mad. Um, it's just such a gift to be able to be on the same page about something like that. That's Listen, bigger. Grace is a gift. <laughs> grace is. Yes, a it is. Gift. I need it every day. Um, OK, 100%. I want to ask you, because this this um, also intrigued me from your book about what if love is the point living for Jesus in a self-consumed world. It says you also share ideas for resisting the hustle of today's culture and finding mm. true rest. That is something people all over the world is they're searching for. Yeah. So any words of advice on that? Um, you know, I think for us, it comes back to being intentional. Um, I think when we're, when we're hustling, it just, life gets so chaotic and you're trying everything you can to be, you know, successful in the eyes of the world. And really like, we just need to go back and go like, what does success actually look like? Like we need to change our perspective of success and then also be very intentional in the, in the decisions that we make. So when we were in the hustle and bustle of life, we noticed that our kids weren't getting that intentional one-on-one time. It was just kind of just busyness all the time but that meant everything suffered not just our our children like they suffered during the hustle and bustle time but we suffered in our marriage our relationship with god suffered and even our work because everything was chaotic there wasn't Mm -hmm. um real intention into one thing so for us to avoid the hustle bustle crazy world way of doing things really set your focus and your intention and create times and rhythms throughout the week. Um, we still struggle with this. We're trying so hard, but our our business does take us all over the place. Um, but really be intentional with your time because it's a gift. Time really is very limited and we look at it as this limitless thing and it's not. Mm-hmm. Wise words. Okay, quickly, can you guys tell us about anything you have coming up that we can look forward to? Yeah, well, we have this awesome book that we wrote about our kids called Ocean's World that we're really, Mm -hmm. really excited about. That's out right now. And we have another one coming out as well later this year. Yeah, you know, we were, uh, you know, as as parents, we watch everything that our kids watch, you know, because we want to make sure that it's good and aligns with our values. And um, after our first kid, I was watching Dora the Explorer and I was like, we can do this better. I I think we can do it better. And uh, we, you know, back in the day, uh, had this idea for Ocean's World and we're so excited that it's finally here. And the first book is out and the illustrations are so fun and it's full of fun facts and really cool things. And I still have a dream of making it into an animated show. So I'm, I'm not letting that one go. Yeah, and so folks know the proceeds from the book are going to hurricane relief in Florida. Um, you guys love Florida as much as I do, it sounds like, and um, the folks have really suffered there, as well as we know many other states do. Florida has gotten hit really hard in the last year. Oh, so yeah. God bless you guys for doing that and all the work thank and the good you. stuff you're putting into the world. Carlos and Alexa Penavega, thank you for joining us on Live in the Bream. Thank Shannon, you, Shannon. Thank you so much for having us. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.